0: Football on Off The Ball
1: with Sky. Don't miss Arsenal versus Everton in the Women's Super League. Sunday, live on Sky Sports. Welcome back. Thursday's Off The Ball. It's half seven. As always, time to talk to John Giles. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. So we're just a couple of days away from a huge game for Stephen Kenny, even maybe more so than for the Republic of Ireland against Azerbaijan, but totally overshadowed this week by Callum Robinson's press conference where he spoke about his decision not to be vaccinated. Uh, This has caused uh, a lot of of debate and sparked a lot of debate and follows on from what we heard in the Premier League where less than 50% of players have been vaccinated against COVID. What was your reaction when you heard what Callum Robinson had to say?
0: Well, I think a lot of players are not doing uh being vaccinated Nathan, which I don't agree with. I think they should be vaccinated. Uh I think it's it's he's had he's had it twice himself. And mm. who knows where he spread that to when he did have it. That's the type of virus, that's the type of situation we're in. And I think uh footballers are being given a lot of freedom in this particular uh situation uh, Nathan. I think they've been privileged in some of the things that they can do uh, because of footballers. And, I mean, I read the other day that uh, uh, some of the newspaper people that were in uh, weren't allowed in because they weren't vaccinated uh, to the press conference. So there's a lot of people suffering from uh, jobs uh, because of the virus situation. And I think footballers have been too privileged in this uh, uh, virus situation.
1: You've been very honest with us, John, throughout COVID initially as to how terrified you were of the virus and of catching the virus. And I think also how privileged you felt to be one of the first people to get the vaccine right back at the beginning of the year. And the happiness and the safety, I guess, you felt from being double jabbed when you were quite early in this. When you hear then that there's players and it's not just Premier League footballers, it does seem to be at a higher rate that they're choosing not to get vaccinated, that they're choosing. Actually, no. I feel I'm young enough that uh, I don't need this. How does yeah, that make well, you feel? Yeah, well,
0: I was in a different situation, uh, Nathan. Of course, I, I I just passed the eighty mark, mm. um, so I was I was very vulnerable uh, as as the uh, the, the records show uh, for being in in such a high mark to 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 be terrified of it. And I can understand the young footballers. Apparently, if they get it, it's it's no big deal. It's like getting the flu. Uh, that's Not, fair not for all the, of them Sorry? Not for all of them Not for all of them But the thing is Nathan, Well the, 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 I'd say the vast majority mm. uh, uh, But but, they, but that doesn't stop them spreading it This is the point that I, I'd be uh, uh, upset about That uh, you know you can have the, the virus Young lad say it's just like the flu You get over it But what, what about the, the times you spread it I, I think in young Robinson's place He's had it twice but there's no record of how did he spread it and how many people did he spread it to. And yeah,
1: there's no doubt know.
0: that the vaccinations, it has been proven that the vaccinations do stop serious illness and indeed the deaths. So I, I can't understand that. And I think football, in this case, they've been privileged and I think they're, they're creating an awful lot of rules uh, so as they can go on trips and continue to play and uh, uh, to do various things, Nathan, that... I don't think people who are on the other end of it are being taken into consideration. I think I think it's wrong. I think the, the, the professional footballers uh, are, are privileged and good luck to them. But I think when it comes to this, I think they, 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 they've been very, very loose, I think, in uh, allowing certain things to happen.
1: It does seem as though there's more pressure now going to come on players, on teams, on the authorities to try and get more players to take the vaccine and that life may become more difficult for players who don't take the vaccine. You even see it this week with the international games, the players who are going to red list countries from the UK, if they're not doubly vaccinated, they're going to have to quarantine. They're probably going to end up missing matches. Mm -hmm. But from a club or country point of view, like, like has Stephen Kenny a decision to make? Did he have a decision to make? Should he be considering not picking these players when... It sounds as though from what he said you know almost half his squad haven't
0: been vaccinated no i, I wouldn't I wouldn't put the responsibility on on uh, uh stephen in that, in this case i think he could uh give his personal views on it uh but I don't think he'd, he he w- should be the man in position to say if you don't have the vaccinations then uh, I'm not going to pick you i think that's down to the association itself nathan I think right. that's down to the FAI. If they want to make a decision on that, they're the ones who are in power, and uh, they're the ones I, I believe should be making the decision on it. Mm. But, but I, think, I, think, I just think it's wrong. I think professional footballers now have, have there's been certain rules made for them to keep the game going, and, and, and in other situations, uh, and different whether they be tradesmen or anything else, they're not getting the same privileges as professional footballers are getting. And, and I, think, I, I think it's wrong.
1: Yeah, we we don't know the reason why so many footballers are deciding not to get the vaccine, whether it's the bubble they're in and the misinformation that they're hearing and some of the conspiracy theories seem to be infiltrating uh, Premier League dressing rooms, or whether they're just in their 20s and feel that they're bulletproof. I don't know if you think back when you were in your 20s, did you,
0: did you feel that way at times that you were bulletproof? Well, uh, I think, Nathan, to be fair, this uh, pandemic, we've never seen it before, Nathan, that's that's it's 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 never happened before in this way. Mm. Okay, you had the flu and you would get Jackson injection. You couldn't, but, but but nobody's seen anything like this before, and it's very very dangerous as we know. And uh, it's it's when you see uh, footballers and I, I'm all, I'm all for footballers that that they are, are privileged. They're privileged individuals, and I think they're being privileged now in a certain way. That's not fair to the general public, yeah. because some of these lads get the... We know what this virus. some of the lads get it, and they don't even know they've had it. And they're spreading it. That's that's what I find very, very wrong about it. That uh, A lot of these uh, players, you know, they're, they're, they're allowed to go to these countries because they're privileged, and it's football, and they want to keep the money flowing, and all the various things. But it's very, very dangerous for anybody to have the virus, as we know, that can spread mm-hmm. it, and they don't even know they're spreading it. It's not just them, Nathan. No, it's people that are, are affected uh, without even knowing that they're being infected. And the players are, 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 who, who are, haven't been jabbed and have had it before, or have had it at certain times, the thing is with this, they, a lot of people don't know they've had it and they're able to spread it now. That's what I, I'm very, very uh, anxious about, that you know, footballers, if they're privileged in that way, then yeah. I can't see. That. It's a personal choice. I have no, no problem with the saying. I'm not going to have it for a certain reason, whether it be religious or anything else. That's up to themselves. But I don't think they should be allowed the freedoms uh, to to have possible uh, serious consequences for in spreading it, and, and they don't know the spreading it.
1: Uh. Yeah, it certainly sparked a lot of debate, that's for sure. Uh, all our football here and off the ball brought to you by Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Uh, Callum Robinson is with the Ireland squad. They're over in Azerbaijan. It's a massive game. We'll obviously reflect on the qualifier against Azerbaijan and the friendly against Qatar next week. But by way of preview, John, it, it feels very simple for Stephen Kenny right now that all the debates about style of football and a new generation and the future of Irish football, is
0: kind of irrelevant this
1: Saturday. He just needs a win.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, I think he's got three matches, hasn't he? Competitive matches, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan, in yeah. this particular competition, and a friendly. Um, and I, I think, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a must. I think, uh, you know, to, to really, really win these matches or certainly get good results in them, uh, I think it's hugely important for Stephen at this particular stage. Is that something
1: he should be trying to get across to his players? Do you change styles, change system, uh, play out from the back a little bit less? Does he have to change tactics to make sure he gets the result above
0: uh, a better brand of football? Well, it's it's very difficult to know because obviously uh, the, the the way he's playing and have the team playing is what he believes in, uh, Nathan. or else he wouldn't be doing it, you know? Mm. Uh, and obviously as a manager, I think you learn as you go along bit by bit by bit uh, but it's just got to the stage now where, uh, whatever way he does it, he'll have to get the results. Yeah, just have right, to. Well. Now that could imp- it, that could be playing out from the back, not playing out from the back. Various various things, Nathan. But um, you know, there's uh, there's what 16 matches. I think Stephen has played 16 matches now, and you learn as you go Old along. Man. And 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 hopefully, I hope he does get get it right for the next few matches to give him the extension. If he doesn't, then he's going to be in serious trouble.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk a lot more about that uh, next Thursday night. John, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to look back at Liverpool against Manchester City. At times, it's becoming farcical and you have to really feel for these players and management. This isn't normal
0: in any shape or form. For your first chance to hear Brian O'Driscoll on OTB, download the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications. Football on Off The
1: Ball with Sky. Don't miss Arsenal versus Everton in the Women's Super League. Sunday, live on Sky Sports. Welcome back to Thursday's Off The Ball. John Giles is with us. John, last Sunday, Liverpool 2, Manchester City 2, the second half. Uh, Certainly as good as we've seen this season in the Premier League, if not for quite a few seasons in terms of standard of play. Uh, Manchester City were totally dominant in the first half. What happened in the second half that Liverpool were able to get right back into it?
0: Well, uh, well, when you're on top generally, uh, Nathan, you've got to put the goals away. I mean, that's that's what matters, uh, and they, they didn't do that. So obviously, Liverpool going in at half time, especially Klopp will be saying we got away with it here, uh, no score, uh, we could have been could have been on the the the, the, the play, maybe two down. Uh, so we've got to really pick it up, and from Manchester City's point of view. Uh, well, God, we dominated that game, and, and, and we've shown nothing for it. So that's what happens. And, and then they did. Liverpool did have again Salah to do his stuff, and Mane. Two, you know, two of the great goal scorers. Um, City didn't have that, despite the really good play uh, in the first half. When you're on top, Nathan, you've got to score goals. You've got to get in front, uh, or else the other team pick it up. Say, well, we could have been out of it by now, and we're not now. We'll, we'll, we'll try and dominate the second half, which Liverpool played did play a lot better in the second half. But when you're on top, you've got to score the goals, Nathan.
1: How good was that goal from Mo Salah?
0: Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, well, well, first of all, the, the, the Mane's goal, I mean, the run by Salah and then, and then the ball to, to, to Mane was brilliant. But the second goal was, I don't know how many players he beat. I think he, he beat some of the players twice. And then, hmm. and then the great finish. Absolute brilliant goal. And City, City did well to come back, uh, Nathan, because when you, when you haven't done what you should have done in the first half and the other team go in front, it can be demoralising. It can be demoralised. And they didn't. So to be fair to them, they fought back and, and finished up getting a draw from the game.
1: Did that game show the potential issue for Manchester City this season with the failure to sign Harry Kane? Somebody to take those chances that they created in the first half and maybe even someone to be a figurehead of the attack because they played Gabriel Jesus, but he played out on the right-hand side. Yeah. Phil Foden was out on the left-hand side. So Jack yeah. Grealish spent the majority of the game as their straight-down-the-middle most attacking player, which certainly it, it didn't seem to suit
0: him. Well, he didn't have a goal really, and I was very disappointed with Grealish. No matter what position you play in, you've got to be chasing around and getting after the opposition and doing. He did nothing. Okay, he was playing out of position, but that doesn't stop you working hard uh, from working hard when the opposition have the ball. I was terribly disappointed in him because no. he did, I mean, what uh, 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 what he only did uh, was was to, to to have a go at Milner. Which Ford yeah. did extremely well. I think that's why he, he put him out there because that's, that's why Grealish has been playing. But when Grealish was playing like in the, in the more central position, he should have been getting after the opposition and, and and maybe not getting so much of the ball and that. I thought he I thought he was terrible, uh, Grealish, for his lack of effort. Never, no matter what position you play in, you get yeah. after the opposition and you get after them and you. you have, he didn't do that. He was just wandering around not chase him back at all. I was terribly disappointed in him.
1: So do you put his performance more than down to a lack of effort than to actually being played out of position, being unsure of his surroundings, not quite being sure of where he's meant to be at the right time? Definitely, uh,
0: Nathan. I mean, if, he, if, 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 it, if it doesn't suit him uh, or suit anybody, it doesn't stop you working hard when the opposition have the ball. And he's played in that position before. And I, mean, I can't understand why he couldn't have done better. He can hold the ball. He can do all the things we've seen him do. Uh, he mightn't be quite, quite the, the Aguero, but uh, he could do the best he could. And I didn't see him doing that. It was his lack of effort that I was disappointed in rather than his play. I mean, right. His play is not going to be good as we don't have a lack of effort. And I was very, very disappointed in him. How then, if,
1: say, Grealish just doesn't work in that position, how does he get... Grealish and Foden into the team together that they're productive together?
0: I think he put them on either wing, Nathan. I, 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 I think he, he put uh, uh, Foden out there and, 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 and because he had well, Bernardo Silva is playing, is playing great for them. Uh, hey. You know, De Bruyne has, hasn't, I think he's still suffering with his injury. But I think he, he, he felt that Foden could give uh, Milner a harder time than Grealish could. But if you're going to do that, you could, leave, you could leave Grealish out of the team if it's going to be like that. And you don't have to put him in the team. But there's no doubt that in other, in other matches, Foden can definitely play on the right as well as the left. So you could have Grealish back to where he, where he seems to be more comfortable with Foden on the other side.
1: Yeah.
0: There's, and there's what about long-term? The there's no doubt. They need somebody to put the ball in the back yeah. of the net. And at the moment, they don't have that as, as, as a striker. I mean, City did well to come back, having gone down twice in the, in the, uh, without a striker in the second half of the game. They could easily have mm. lost that game.
1: So maybe they go back for Harry Kane in January. Maybe they sign somebody else. But until then, what's their best option in that traditional number nine role?
0: Did did one of the number nine score two in an international match last night? Yeah, Faren Torres. Yeah, you know. Well, he hasn't been. Who knows? I mean, these guys. That's a good players. They've got to be given a, given a chance. And if you, they're not going to just take over, you know, from <clears throat> say Harry Kane, Kane <clears throat> or Aguero for that matter, but they might come in and 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 get score more than we expect them to, Nathan.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'll do a
0: job. They'll do a job. Do a job. Yeah. But again, he might go to... I mean, if, if 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 Harry's not doing it at Spurs up to Christmas, it might be in both our interest, Spurs
1: hmm.
0: and City, for him to go to City.
1: Yeah. Before we go, Manchester United's performance against Everton. A lot of the talk afterwards about Cristiano Ronaldo storming off because he didn't start. Hey, Cristiano Ronaldo at 36 is a feeling he can't play every game, but you often talk about the fact that he doesn't exactly exert... A lot of effort during the games because all he wants to do is score goals.
0: So yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't rest him at, at all. Every game, I, mm. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't. That's that's we've spoken about him with uh, a, a couple of times in that, that case that uh, and it wasn't in the in the about the weekend. I mean, he left him out. But when you watch Ronaldo play, he doesn't kill himself, mate. He just doesn't. But and we've spoken about it before. It just scores goals. But I'd say he was raging himself that he wasn't in on the match. And, and when he did come on, he doesn't go chasing around. He doesn't put defenders under pressure. He doesn't do all that. He scores the goals. So I, I don't think he ever really has to be rested, to be honest. And especially in the yeah. big man. Like, everything were very good. We were a well-organized team. The manager had them well-organized team. They won one or two players out. But, like, United uh, leftly well. I think he, he changed, made five changes uh, from the previous match, rest players. But they never looked like a team, Nathan. Like Everton did. You I mean, think Everton could have won that match. I mean, they had a goal disallowed, as we know, because the yeah. lad made a pass, he might have gone on and scored himself. But definitely Everton were a well, well-organised team. And what well do you mean United don't look like a team, John?
1: What do you mean United don't look
0: like a team? Well, well, they made a lot of changes for a start, Nathan. And you have to see, like what they do, corner kicks, free kicks, and general play. You know, you can tell when the team is... Like, no matter what team or players you have, putting five, making five changes, Nathan, first of all, you don't know how they're going to play because they haven't played together before like that. And certain things that you have to have organised in an organised team for corner kicks, throw-ins, things like that. And it shows when they play the team the same team, as much as you possibly can. Now, I know there's times you have to make changes, but, but I think you mm. made four or five changes for that particular match, and Everton looked well-drilled, a well-drilled team. And that's from corner kicks, free kicks, all the throw-ins, all the various things that you do in a match. United looked disjointed. And and you, and you would expect that, having made four or five changes to the team.
1: Yeah, uh... So, from a United point of view and from a Solskjaer point of view, because it does feel as though the pressure is ramping up all the time, what can he do to ease that pressure on himself?
0: Well, I think he should have a, consistency, a consistent team selection, Nathan. Make like one or two changes. Sometimes you have to do that. Uh, right. But I don't think that's been the case. I think he's put you know, various teams in at different times. And it's very, very difficult to have them organised in my opinion as a manager what uh, a manager should do, the more matches you play the more organised you become with the same team, in other words the right back makes, it, makes a, a mistake you put that right, left back makes a you put that right, so over a period of matches you should get better, but if you're playing different teams at different and different matches nearly all the time the right back that you played and made the mistake in that match is not playing in the next match you've got a new right back in so you never get to decide where the team is really, really as well organised as it should be. And I think that's what happens with, uh, with, with Chelsea.
1: All right, John. Great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks, Nathan. John Giles there. If you missed any of that, he's available on the OTB Sports app. Just get on to our podcast section on the football show and subscribe and you get everything we do throughout the week straight to your phone. Quick break and we're back with Tom Parsons football on off the ball with sky don't miss chelsea take on leicester in the women's super league sunday live on sky sports